Coming up on this week's show, Megan Maslow is here as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour, and Danny from Love Bites is here to shine a spotlight on some authors that she's been reading. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode 105 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from JeffAdamsWrites.com. And I'm Will from WillKnauss.com. This week's episode is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. We'll have a little more information on how you can help support this podcast in just a few moments. Did you like my emphasis there? I tried to like... Live, oh god, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? No, it was perfect. <laughs> I liked it, including the little chuckle at the end. Yes, I'm a delight and wonder to be around at all times. Um, how are you? Th- how was your week? It was good. It was good. Lots of writing going on. I think I wrote at least a little bit every day this week on uh, Winger 3, which is good. Also work some more on the promotional posts. Mm-hmm. That happened. The blog tour actually yeah. begins on uh, October 10th, which is Tuesday. It'll be over at MM Good Book Reviews. And uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to the entire blog tour schedule so you can follow along if you wish. Uh, I will be giving away uh, some goodies. Uh, a grand prize winner from across the entire uh, blog tour will get a copy, a paperback copy autographed of the new book. And somebody from each tour stop will also win an ebook copy. So that'll start happening on Tuesday. Ta-da! We also worked on our new book this week. We did a little brainstorming. Stormy weather, as it were. Um, <laughs> Wasn't that stormy? Yeah. We we sat down and um, started hashing out a few of the details of our next co-author book. Yeah, which I think we're calling... Let's not let's not make people sick of this thing. This is like okay. We'll parse this information out. Over this the next book few months. is literally not going to come out until 2019. So let's let's try and parse out the information just okay, a little bit. Fine. Our, our our second book in our Dreamspun's Desires trilogy is being worked on now. How's that for being vague? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just thinking of our listeners. That's all I'm trying to do here. Which is good. It's very good. Thank you. Okay. So, we also decided this week that we're not going to be able to go to Read with Pride Mm -hmm. up in Seattle, which happens the first weekend of November. Yes. Uh, Last year, it was our great pleasure to go to uh, what it was previously called the the, the Northwest Romance Meetup something something. It was GRNW last year, which was... I don't remember what that said. I can't remember either. Uh, I don't know. It Read was, with Pride is much better. Read with Pride <laughs> is the new name of the uh, the event. Let's just call it an event. Yes. Uh, the West Coast event that happens, uh, it's been happening for several years now in Seattle. And uh, we had planned on going. Uh, plans have changed, unfortunately, and we will not be going to Read with Pride. Uh, it's really um, sort of a... Ridiculous. There was a moment not very long ago where we were planning to go to all the events. Um, we had a humongous list of things that we were going to do. And now, we're not doing any of them. Yeah. <laughs> the GRL will be our last event 
for the foreseeable future, Until it's going to be many, many, many months before we, you know, even consider doing anything else. Yeah, and it, it all ties back to the move we talked about last week. Um, actually, the read with pride thing doesn't really tie back to the move, but it validates the move because why we can't go is because the airline that serviced us to get us to Portland and therefore up to Seattle decided no longer to serve us as of August 1st. So we can't get there. Um, well, yeah. we could, we could, but it's been a lot more money to do it and it's just crazy. Town, uh, it is. So. Yeah. Time and cost prohibitive, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll go back to read with pride in 2019 mm-hmm. when we can just make a hop from Sacramento to Seattle. And we encourage people in the Northwest to definitely go to this event. They've started posting the authors who are attending and some of the workshops will get posted soon. They have a, uh, a writing uh, track that's happening on the Friday. There are readings scheduled. And it looks like it's going to be a really fun event. And I'm sad we can't get there. But we certainly encourage those of you in the Northwest uh, to go give it a check out. It's a great couple of days at the Seattle Public Library. Mm-hmm. And we will link to it in the show notes so people can get some details. All the deets. All the deets, yes. So this Wednesday, October 11th, is the 29th annual National Coming Out Day which is actually an international event uh, that happens. Uh, Certainly coming out, uh, however you identify, um, whether you're in the LGBTQ plus spectrum or if you're an ally, uh, matters oh so much, especially in these days that we live in right now. Uh, You may have seen in the news last week where the Department of Justice issued a couple of, I think they were called memos that were distinctly anti-LGBTQ and the Mississippi Religious Freedom Law went into effect on Friday. So the more people that can come out and show that we're out there and not second-class citizens, perhaps the better. There you go. Um, something exciting to talk about that is kicking off on, excuse me, National Coming Out Day is the launch of the Kickstarter for a book called Maiden Voyage. Now, you in particular have been a great fan of the Promised Land book. Mm-hmm. And this is the second book from those creators. And in this one, we've got a fisherman's daughter who's named Rue. She inherits a map from her grandfather, well, from her father, and joins the crew of the courageous Captain Freya. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And they set sail to discover the map's destination. And as that happens, a bond soon forms between them and its love. Of course, because these books are all about love is love. And it sounds just delightful. Their Kickstarter for this book starts on October 11th in honor of National Coming Out Day. We're certainly backing it, Mm -hmm. and hope you guys do too, uh, because this book sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. I love the the people uh, behind the Promised Land book, Uh, and this new project sounds amazing. Uh, Can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, they're talking about having it out in time for Pride in June 2018. Sounds good. Yeah. And we'd like to take a few quick moments to thank our newest patron, D. Welcome to the family, D. We're very happy you've ch- chosen uh, our little show to uh, help out on Patreon. Yes. Now, everyone, uh, if you would like to help out this show, uh, you can get all the information at patreon.com and our Patreon page. Just look for Big Gay Fiction Podcast. Um now the the support I'm sorry I couldn't think of the word for some reasons the <laughs> the support that we receive uh, helps pay for some of the back end costs of running a so- show such as ours um, 
If you'd like to help, just go to patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast uh, to learn about uh, the different levels, the different rewards that we have. And actually, coming up next week, we are going to be recording our Patreon special bonus episode. Uh, so for those of you who um, support us, there's that word again, support us on Patreon, uh, be sure to check out the Patreon page this week. Uh, you can ask us some questions. Yeah. If you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please let us know. Um, yeah. So give it a, give it a look-see real quick. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Yes, indeedy. So this past week, I got to talk to Danny from Love Bites Reviews. Mm-hmm. We love talking to Danny. We look forward to seeing Danny at GRL, because uh, it's been a while since we've got to see her. She has put together an amazing list of authors and books that she's been reading that she wants to share with everybody. And believe me, after you listen to this list, there's a lot of stuff in the show notes for you guys to go check out, too. I'm excited to welcome back to the podcast Danny from Love Bites Reviews. Hi, Danny. Welcome. Hi. So I know you've got some authors that you want to talk about this month. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. where would you like to start? Because I, I know the authors, of course, but uh, where would you <laughs> like to start off? I would like to start off with Brendan Wicks, because I adore the guy. He's really sweet. And I think I, I think he did a courageous thing, stepping out of the box two times, because from his normal genre, he went to... Um, doing the Merry Boys novellas for Dreamspinner Press. And I really like it when uh, an author does something different and unexpectedly very well. I love the fact that it's a contemporary novella series. Um, I like what it brought with people. And the last one is coming out. It came out yesterday or today, I think. Yesterday, I think. It's uh, Beats and Confetti. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the fourth one, and that's a perfect wrap-up of everything, and it's uh, like the the series continued to grow over the four books. Last one was was really really fantastic. So, really recommendation for me. Uh, also, the other what I also like is that he uh, created an alter ego in Rosalind Abel and wrote total contemporary, which I'm a contemporary girl, so I really like. And I love the fact that he isn't. Uh, Hidden, hiding that or anything. It's not a secret personality or whatever. But I love the fact that he used that to uh, also write something completely different. So he, mm-hmm. he brought Lavender Shores, Lavender Shores series there. And also the fourth book, Shipwreck, is coming for that. And it's also, yeah, I really like it. I really like the fact that it's completely different than you're used to of Brandon Witt. And I like that he totally stepped out of the box of that one. So for that, for both of those series, and I really am kind of a bit sad to see them end, both of them after four books. I, I really hope he continues to do something like that. I'm a series girl, so I like the fact that the, the characters walk in around each other's books and whatever. How do you call it in English? I have no clue. But I always say like they go in each other's books, and I love to see characters coming back in that. So he really that got was, he he hit two of your things between series and contemporary. Yeah, it's my, yeah, but I, I admit I'm no, I don't make a secret of that. I like that. I like contemporary, and I love series. So for me, and I don't think I'm the only one because I think the series, both the series, are quite successful. So yeah, I'm hoping he keeps picking that up and start a new series or something. I like it. I hope it does well for him, of course, obviously. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so you want another one? Absolutely. Let's talk co-authors. Co-authors. <sighs> I love co-authors. Um, well, let's pick. I think we talked about it last time, by the way. But okay, I love co-authors. Let's pick up Sloan Kennedy and Lucy Lennox. Um, Lucy Lennox with her Maid Marian series that finished is uh, fabulous. If you like contemporary, if you like series, if you like family, if you like sexy and uh, loving family and everything, it's fabulous. It's one of my favorite series I read. Um, Sloan Kennedy and she partnered up and Sloan Kennedy is, I think, famous for her protector series. Um, it's more suspense, more a bit angstier, so to speak. Um, they both have their own uh, separate series. What I like about Sloan Kennedy is um, it's not that much the Protector series, but her series before that. You have the Finding series and the Beretti series, and those are the series that I uh, made me fall in love with her writing. Uh, them together is, is totally unexpected cooperation, in my opinion, because they are like sometimes you see authors co writing and you think, oh, they match a certain genre or something like that and those two authors were completely different for me and i think they um, they did a wonderful job with the first release lost and found and the second one is coming safe and safe and sound is, is also a series and i also like the fact that still they have their own um how do you say it, individual releases like uh, Lucy Lennox came with Facing Wild as a spin-off of a Maid Marian series with a character that came in those series and not part of the Marian family but a friend and she made a new, she developed a new series with that. And Sloan Kennedy came with Pelican Bay series with uh, Locked in Silence, also a complete new series that uh, I read both of them, uh, both of those books also and really, really like those. So I think it's really, um, I think you do a very good job if you uh, can can deliver a complete series and still bring out a new series that is just as good or even better for some people or whatever. So mm -hmm. I really like, and, and then be able to co-author, I like that, um, I like that a lot. So yeah. Um, now I know you've recently read a book from one of my very favorite authors, Serena Bowen. I did. I read the books, I think I read The Understatement of the Year um, a, a while ago when it came out, but um, I, I didn't really pick up anything else from her or whatever. Um, and with the release of Hello Forever, the second book in the Hello Goodbye series, I was like, hmm, I heard a lot of rumors about it. I was like, oh, I want to catch up on that one. So I started with Goodbye Paradise, the first one. And that blew me away. That was fantastic, in my opinion. I also read Hello Forever, and I, rec I can recommend, recommend that one also. But the first one for me, Goodbye Paradise, was I clicked with the characters. I thought it was, it just it hit, hit every spot for me. So, yeah, funny. Funny to see that you read a book uh, by coincidence, because a book that lots of people already read, because everybody was very enthusiastic about the the new release, Hello Forever. And um, yeah, for me, it was funny that the first book was totally what, what got to me. So that was funny. 
That's awesome. Now, what other rec you've got two other recommendations for us. Uh, yeah, what I wanted to say, we were talking about co-authors and writing together. Uh, um, unsuspected surprise relief came from Devin McCormick and Riley Hart. I really like those authors separately, but also as I say, as a, as a duo, they are golden. For some reason, they manage to do every book is different. Every book has something else in it. And uh, I, for one, couldn't say who writes what. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's funny. And Up for the Challenge came out not that long ago as a surprise release. And it's not part of their recent series or anything. It's just, it was a surprise release and it really, really is a good book. Really good book. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, really, really nice, really different than the other ones. They, uh, they just uh, did three books in the series. And... It was just like it wasn't expected or anything. So, and it was really a different book, different characters, different storyline, and that surprised me because it was um, not what you expect. So, despite their own um, writing style that I indeed are very, uh, am very fond of, but it's 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 nice to see when you co-author and you see a, a different book. It's a, it's a, wow, a surprise release like that. So that, uh, and I have, yeah, and one other one that um, really got to me was uh, just a little bit like Love. It's from Brooke Blaine, and she's, I think she's in the MM community's most famous of her co-authoring with Ella Frank. But she um, brought out this book a while ago already, and um, it's one of the best reads I read in the last months. I can honestly say that it's the start of a series, South Haven if I'm correct, book one. And um, I never spoke to her, but I really, uh, after reading the book, I really sent her a message. I do, don't do that often, but I sent her a message like, oh, please let there be another book, because it was so good. So yes, those are two that are already released, that I really, um, really enjoyed, really liked. And then I have, do you want two who are coming up that I'm really looking forward to? Absolutely. Well, no surprise there, but they're part of series. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm really looking forward to Sandrine Castillon. I always have trouble with the name. But she, is, uh, she has, of course, lots of series. But um, I like her Rockstar series. I, uh, I really do. And she's finally releasing Strike first. And... Um, yeah, that's one I'm really looking forward to because we got pieces in the in the last book and it's been a while since she since she did a new release in that book. In that series, I mean, sorry. So yeah, it's it's really yeah, really, it's very high on my list and also on my review list. So let's hope <laughs> that I get there. And uh, the other one is um, well, as a series lover, there are a few series that you you either love or you hate. And if you love them, you can keep reading them. And that's uh, Alexa Lance is releasing in October the new First and Forever series book. And it's called Take a Chance on Me. And that's also one, I think it's book 14 perhaps, I don't know. I think it's amazing if you can seriously continue a series that long and still have people asking you for a new book mm -hmm. every time she releases a new one. Because even I admit that there are some series there that I think you should have quit like a couple of books ago. 
let's be fair, it's done. And I think if you can continue a series, whatever series, and you continue that for 30, 40, 50 books, and people are indeed still asking for you, like, when is the new one coming? I think you're doing a hell of a job. Yeah, absolutely agree on that. So, Well, these are fantastic. I, this is a fantastic, like, array of things that you've given us this time out. Well, I hope so. And we will link uh, up in our show notes to all these books and all the authors, as well, of course, oh, to, to Love Bites <laughs> reviews. I gave you a lot, a lot of work then. <laughs> no, that's good. We love we love putting all these books and authors in front of the listeners. It's a, it's a great thing. Danny, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back again soon. I hope so, yeah. I will try to be uh, a little bit sooner than last time. <laughs> in Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams, Jordan Monroe travels to Mackinac Island for the Somewhere in Time fan celebration weekend. Once there, he becomes attracted to local stable owner Miles Coulter. When Jordan learns the stable's in trouble, he wants to help despite Miles' resistance. As their relationship grows, he dreads the issues that face them. Can they forge a love as timeless as the romance in their favorite film? Find out in Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams. Available from DreamSpinnerPress.com, Amazon.com, and other ebook retailers. So it's been a few weeks since I've reviewed anything on the show, uh, but I have, I have caught up and have a bunch to talk about today. Uh, kicking off with, you've heard about these already, the Cat Sebastian books, uh, Lawrence Brown Affair and Renewable Rake. I have now been through both of them on audio and just love both of them to death. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know how they just keep getting better and better as she goes. Um, Lawrence Brown is about, uh, Lawrence, who's the Earl of Radnor and he's an inventor who thinks he's going mad because it's kind of running in his family. And Georgie Turner, who we met in the first book, uh, has run away from London because his past as a thief is kind of catching up with him in some unseemly ways. And he's planning to steal from the Earl to even get further away from London. But as he gets there and starts to arrange his affairs and become his secretary, uh, these two fall in love in like the cutest of ways possible, I think. Because... I, Georgie really wants to help him, and for the first time in a long time, Lawrence actually believes that he could love somebody else after all the craziness in his family. Um, there's some cute moments with Lawrence's son, Simon, who crops up here and spends some time at the at the house, and I was just, it just warmed my heart to watch these two draw closer and closer together. Um because they both needed somebody. Mm -hmm. They both needed fixing in their own ways. And Lawrence didn't really care. He figured out along the line that Georgie was, in fact, a thief and kind of didn't care. And Georgie figured out that Lawrence was not really crazy at all. Just needed a little organization in his life, really. Um, and some stability. And it just, it warmed my heart to pieces. And I can't recommend it enough. And yeah, I'm kind of glossing over some of this because... Will talked about it so well episodes ago, so I'm trying not to rehash too much. Um, what did you think of the third and final book in the trilogy? Oh, is this really going to be it for the for the for well, this, this set of books? This specific storyline, yes. Cat is certainly working away right now. I just saw it on social media. Um, yeah, I've seen the cover of the new book too. So. It's gorgeous as usual. Uh, Ruling of a Rake, I also really loved. Um, I have to admit, I, I have not been a fan of Lord Courtney's, like, ever. Uh, but he really turned around into this book to show that he does have a heart and that he just... 
I guess, essentially lived this life because he was essentially playing the cards he got dealt. Uh, and it took Julian uh, to really come in and set him on the uh, on a better path um, in terms of setting all of his affairs in order to really become kind of the lord that he should be of managing his house and his affairs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I was also very entertained by the scandalous novel um, and who it was revealed who wrote the scandalous novel. Um, Julian and Courtney work so well together in my view, because they just, it's, it was almost like the true opposites, opposites attract. You just can't see them finding a way to be together and then they make it work. And yeah, I just, I loved it too. And in this one, I like the side story of Eleanor, mm-hmm. um, getting kind of fixing her relationship with her husband and those two figuring out what went wrong for them. It was nowhere near the primary plot point, but I liked that she was getting on a course to find her happiness again Mm -hmm. um, that she'd kind of lost. So I love Kat. I can't wait to see what she does next. I had no idea I could possibly be into Regency romance (laughs) because it's just not my thing. I know, right? But there's something about the way she spins the tale and... And frankly, I could listen to our narrator for days, too, because mm-hmm. he's just, his voice is awesome. Yeah, very, very good. So uh, we both give two very hearty thumbs up to this series by Cat Sebastian. We recommend all three books. Uh, be sure and check them out. Uh, also, the audiobooks are really excellent as well. Um, if you have not, if you've been wary or a little standoffish about audiobooks, um, dive in with these. I, I can almost, we can almost guarantee you're going to love these to pieces. Yeah, absolutely. The, really the, the performance is really excellent on them. And I have to say, doing what I've been doing uh, this year with having an audiobook going and a print book going, mm-hmm. um, I've already beat my Goodreads goal for the year. I was at 40, and as I finish this set of books, I'm over at 42. So, very excited about that. Awesome. Uh, The other book I wanted to talk about this week is uh, one that we've been talking about on the podcast a little bit, which is Changing on the Fly, the second period, the charity anthology that came out last week. Uh, The proceeds from this book are all going to the You Can Play Project, uh, which benefits uh, equality in sports. And these are all uh, MM Hockey romances. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to review my installment in the book. Uh, Maybe you'll do that one day. If you read it. It's really good, everybody. I read it. Oh, that's right. You baited this one. Of course I did. I read it before you sent it in. It's a really good one. I like it. Um, The other ones in here, uh, there's Second Chance by Heather Lear. Or, sorry, Second Chance at Love by Heather Lear. Uh, This particular story takes place in Heather's Holiday Vermont universe and features Zach, who is the mayor of Holiday. Uh, And in this book, he's just newly been elected. Uh, and has gotten away from Holiday for a little bit before he's taking over the mayorship. Uh, and he ends up meeting up on vacation with his teenage best friend, Tony. They haven't seen each other in years. They had a bit of a falling out. Uh, so this second chance, as it says right in the title, is uh, Zach, who has lost his hockey career, uh, getting together with Tony and finding their happily ever after. Um, which apparently, I'm told, picks up in the holiday books. Um, Rookie Moves by V.L. Losey was my favorite. My co-authors know this is my favorite. This is not a secret that I have a favorite amongst these three. Uh, it's actually a sequel to the story she had in last year's Changing on the Fly anthology. 
And here we pick up the story of New York Night Rings superstar Riley and his boyfriend, uh, Kiefer. And they're adjusting to life in the spotlight, which is quite the adjustment for Kiefer because he was living his life on the street before Riley found him and they fell in love. And so there's all this media stuff going on about who is this? Who's this guy that Riley's fallen in love with? How's he taking this child off the streets? Who was this sex worker? Blah, blah, blah. And it's really kind of getting to Kiefer who doesn't have any idea how to deal with the media. Um, why this is my favorite, I'm not going to say specifically because it kind of gives a spoiler to the story, but it really touched on some themes that are near and dear to my heart. And it just, it made me happy and I cried a little bit. It was just like, oh, this is awesome. Word has it there might be a third book for these two also. So fingers crossed that if Changing on the Fly gets to the third period next year, we get another installment in their story. Uh, Secrets by R.J. Scott focuses on Benji and Avery, who are opposing uh, on opposing teams. And this is an interesting take on a hockey story because most of our hockey heroes are all like six feet tall, very kind of guys. And in this case, Benji is actually five foot eight, so he's one of these little hockey guys <laughs> who zips around everybody. Um, and Avery's chirping on him a lot about his size and about what he does, but Avery also has been carrying the secret that he is gay and he's been actually encouraged to reach out to Benji to talk about what it's like to be gay in the AHL. And so they actually begin this interesting little story of getting to know each other and talking a little bit about what it means to be, uh, closeted and the network of closeted other athletes there are in the AHL. It's a really lovely story about helping Avery kind of find his way. And it, it progresses in a way that again, I won't spoil, but was like, Oh, that's so awesome. How that just happened. Um, so I really, I can't recommend these three stories enough. And I got to talk with my co-authors, uh, last week, uh, to prepare for an interview that we're doing on the show. I believe it's in episode 108. I didn't write it down. Um, it's coming up the first, the last episode of the month uh, that you'll find it. So one of the things I like about these stories is that there's such an arc of different players. Um, RJ's got the, the younger players kind of at the start of their career in the AHL. I wrote a character who is in the middle of his NHL career. He's out, but he's got his own issues going on. Uh, VL wrote the hockey superstar and then Heather wrote the guy at the end of the career. So I like the, and we didn't even talk about that. It just kind of worked out that way. So mm -hmm. I, I like that a lot. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Where can they get this anthology? The anthology is available at all of the regular ebook outlets. And as I said, all the proceeds go to you can play. So please do pick it up. It is only available during the NHL season. So it's limited availability on this anthology to pick up all four stories for a good price. And of course, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Fantastic. Yes. Now this week you shocked me. <laughs> Because I found out you were reading a hockey book. I read a hockey book. We got more hockey book reviews than you can shake a hockey stick at this week. Indeed. Um, Should I just get mine out of the closet and shake it really quick? No. No. You <laughs> do not need to do that. Um, real quickly, I want to talk about uh, A.E. Wasp's uh, City Boy. It's the first book in her Hot Off the Ice series. And City Boy is about uh, Dakota, uh, a bad boy apple farmer. 
Um, which sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but when you read the book, you will get it. Uh, Dakota is a total bad boy Alec Farmer. And uh, he meets Bryce. He is a hockey star who is recovering from an injury. And um, the chemistry between the two of them is uh, electric. It's amazing. From the moment of their cute meet on the side of the road to their very first hookup in a deserted cabin, kind of in the middle of nowhere... Um, I love the two of these guys so much. Um, Amy did a fantastic job with these characters. Uh, I love them to pieces. Anyway, so they meet on the side of the road. They hook up almost instantaneously because um, they're so attracted to one another. Uh, but then we get to the plot of the book. Bryce has come out here into the middle of nowhere because he has inherited... Uh, an apple farm from a, a long-distant relative. And um, Dakota is the guy who... He lives on the farm, and he runs it. So Bryce, the the big-deal hockey star from the big city, uh, is coming down to the farm uh, and has to decide uh, how things are going to go from now on. And he's essentially um, Dakota's boss. So they have to work on that dynamic, uh, and while they do that, it's impossible. They cannot keep their hands off one another. Um, what was really interesting and uh, what sort of uh, what was most appealing about this is is that Bryce uh, has just come out. Um, he was um, sort of trying to figure out. Uh, his feelings towards men and the second that he met Dakota it was you know immediately obvious uh so not only is this a tangentially related sports book uh sort of a fish out of water book because the city boy comes down to the farm uh it's also sort of a first time gay coming out book although the the drama and the conflict of the book does not revolve around coming out Mm-hmm. Um, even though this is, uh, uh, Bryce's first relationship, um, the drama doesn't revolve around that. Um, what it's about really is Bryce has to make a decision. He can certainly just, you know, since he has no idea how to run a farm, he could just simply sell it and be done with it and go back to his life in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could also choose... Uh, to continue his relationship with Bryce uh, and his uh, place in the NHL. But because of um, Dakota's history, um, that would be dependent upon uh, coming out. Uh, And he's not sure if he's ready to be the first out player in the NHL. Um, So he has to think about that. Um, Also, he could just give it all up and go live an idyllic life with the perfect man on the farm. Uh, he doesn't know that that's that's a scary choice for him because he's literally known Dakota for five days. Sure. Uh, and even though he's like madly in love with this guy, it's like, am I going to give up absolutely everything I've worked for to like come pick apples <laughs> with this with this guy? Um, but he is a bad boy. He's <laughs> apple guy. Yes, so. he is. Yes, he is. So uh, that that's the the main. The, the the main decisions that uh, Bryce has to make. Um, 
It's really excellent. I love Bryson Dakota, like I said, absolutely to pieces. You know how sometimes when you read a book, you just feel like you innately know them. Mm -hmm. And if they were actual real-life people, you would want to hang out with them. Um, that's how I feel about Dakota and Bryce. They're really amazing. Uh, so in addition to those amazing characters, uh, there are also there's a large cast of secondary characters. I think the book also deals with themes of uh, what is family, whether you are actually physically related to them or it's your chosen family. Um, part of this book does take place around the holidays, around uh, the end of the year, around Thanksgiving. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a you know a holiday book um it just happens to take place during that time uh so if you're gonna read this book read it now because here we are <laughs> we're at the end of the year <laughs> we're cruising ever so closer to the holidays now is the perfect time to give this book a try um like I said, uh, I love these guys uh I'm really happy that I gave this hockey book a chance um and as a matter of fact, I'm really thrilled that I'm going to get to meet Amy uh, at GRL. I'm going to be uh, moderating a Q&A panel, of which she is one of the panelists. Oh, very cool. I know. I'm super looking forward to that. So I highly recommend City Boy, the uh, Hot Off the Ice book one by A.E. Wasp. Um, if you would like to know more about what Jeff and I are going to be doing at GRL, we will talk about that at length next week. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed we will. Uh, I think I'll have to read this because this not only I highly recommend it. I a, really think you'll like it a lot. It's a hockey book, yes, it of is. course, but it sounds very Hallmark Channel movie too. It is. It is. Save it's, the Apple Farm. It's incredibly sexy and super sweet at the same time. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes, love that. Mm -hmm. Did you know that podcasts love to get reviews too? Taking a moment to leave a review about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast helps us with the show's visibility online. Please take a moment to visit iTunes and leave a review. Your comments help other readers of gay romance discover this show. Thanks for helping us spread the word about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. So we're almost to the end of our GRL blog tour segments. Yep. Since I can't believe GRL's practically here already. Right around the corner. Uh, so our latest installment of the tour uh, brings us Megan Maslow. She's going to talk to us a little bit about what she loves about GRL and about her latest book, which has just come out. Today, I'm welcoming Megan Maslow to the podcast as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour. Megan describes herself as a bit of a rare breed, an extroverted writer, and those are rare. I absolutely agree. Yeah. If she gets writer's block or starts to go a little stir crazy, she'll head out to a coffee shop, a restaurant, a friend's place, anywhere to fill up on her need for human contact. She says it helps that she spends a lot of time with the voices in her head, and some of them are really quite opinionated. She loves writing gay romance because she's a sap for a happy ending, and believes everyone, regardless of orientation, should be able to find books that have them. Welcome, Megan! Thank you. Thanks for having me here. And we couldn't agree more that everybody needs to have a book for them. Exactly. Absolutely. So let's talk about your latest release, By Fairy Means or Foul which I have yes. to say is quite the tongue twister. <laughs> it is. It is. So it's going to be a series, and all books in the series will have something where it's fairy. Um, so, like, it's by fair means or foul is the actual expression. And then I put by fairy means or foul. Oh, okay. That's so very cool. Like that. Now, that just came out at the end of September. Uh, tell us about the book uh, and where I its idea came from. 
So this is actually kind of, um, it's funny that it, it, it's happened because it was the day after the election, in all honesty. I had been working, so I have another pen name where I write mystery under, and I had been working on a very dark piece. Um, and the election happened, and I was so bummed out afterwards, and I just couldn't go to that dark place to keep working on this this piece. And this idea popped into my head. And in my family, like, we are all about camp. We're all about humor. Um, you know, my parents took me to Rocky Horror for my first time. Like, you know, like, it's the kind of family we are. That's and so awesome. I, it is awesome. But I default to humor and camp. And so this idea just popped in my head. And I literally just shut one document, opened it up, and just started going to see what happens. Because I'm a bit of a pantser anyway. And it just poured out of me. Um, so it was just such a pleasure. It was one of those books that you just, you know, from the, the word, the way, you know, from the moment you start to the moment you end, you're just having such a good time with it. That's awesome. What's it, what's it about? So um, it is actually, it's kind of this weird mishmash because it's not urban fantasy. It's technically fantasy, but it has an urban fantasy feel to it because it's about a private detective who's a half dragon, half fairy, and do not ask how that happened. Uh, in a realm where you really don't have these half-breeds. Um, it's actually a very hierarchical, there's lots of bureaucracy. You know, I live in, outside of D.C., so it's it's sort of, <laughs> you know, it comes naturally to talk about bureaucracy. Um, and he's this guy who doesn't fit in anywhere, and he wants to, um, he just wants to be his own person, essentially. And he, he just never fits anywhere. And he ends up tasked to find this unicorn horn for this this depraved unicorn <laughs> and the unicorn trades in one of his servants in order as his down payment who happens to be a human and you don't see a lot of humans in this realm um, and especially not human males because they're not magical and to be in a non a non-magical creature in a magical realm is very dangerous and so he he considers himself this per, you know the kind of creature who's no compassion doesn't get attached doesn't all this but actually he's a big he's a big sucker you know he ends up he's a softy he ends up you know, gathering people around him. He doesn't want to, and yet it happens. And it's, you know, it's done with humor, but it also has some darker themes to it. It's not all completely um, light, but it but it definitely uses humor to diffuse some of the darkness. And where do you see the series going? So I have the first five books more or less in my head. The, the second one that I'm working on now, I have it, funny enough, the least in my head. But each series... Um, is going to mostly it'll be those two and on different cases that they have and you know there's a whole bunch of things that happen in this relationship um, that will should hopefully keep it interesting for people but there's also side characters that will eventually have their romances as well um, and I don't want to give too much away about the side creatures because sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah it's kind of a, a joy I think to get there and be like oh my gosh how are they ending up with this this person um, but yeah, so I see it. I see it definitely being several books in the series, um, and we'll see how it goes. Fantastic! Now we are just a couple of weeks away from GRL. Yay! What do you love so much about that conference? The people. I mean, there's just no question. You know, the, I like the panels. I like. Um, I love the fact that each year it switches locations, so I always get to go someplace new. But really, it's the people. There's just. There's just. It's such a good crowd, you know, it really is. I, I just, it's seeing old friends, you know, and some of it's just sad because like, for example, Wade Kelly doesn't live very far from me. We see each other at conferences, 
we don't drive the hour to see each other very often, you know. Um, and it's just, but it's, but it's like I just love running into Wade at a conference, or I love seeing, you know, Hans Hershey, or I love. And there's just so many people that you just catch up with, and um, as such, has such a good vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So I love that conference. And what are you looking forward to specifically in Denver this year? Mostly, again, seeing people. Um, we're, I'm going to go a little bit early, and I'm going to tour some of Denver with friends. I've been before, so it's not completely new to me. Um, but really, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited just for the conference. I mean, that's the, the thing, and, and uh, getting to spend time. I'm, I'm also doing my very first time as a supporting author. So it's a little different for me because usually I go as a reader, and as a reader, you know, you have no obligations. Like, you're just like, oh, I'm going to float around here and float around there. Oh, do you need help with that? You know, and now I have all these like structured activities I must be at and participate in. So it's going to be a little bit different, but um, I'm excited. I needed to step it up. (laughs) It was time, (laughs) you know, it was time. And at least you've been there as a reader. So, you know, kind of at least the basic ideas of what to expect now that you've, you've bumped up into the author, author ranks. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular piece of the author stuff you're looking forward to trying out for the first time? Um, I think it'll be fun to do author lounges. Um, I, you know, again, I'm an extrovert, so I get really pumped getting to meet new people all the time. And so it's great because the author lounges, they actually come to you, you know, and usually as being the extrovert, I'm seeing everyone like, people in corners and against walls. <laughs> so I'm always going over and be like, hi, you know, and introducing myself. But this time I actually get to sit there and other people can come introduce themselves. So that's kind of exciting. Um, so that'll be really fun. And then also uh, I'm really looking forward to the audiobook narrators panel. So that I think is going to be amazing. I'm glad they included it this year. Yeah, I was too. Uh, I, I have to say, I'm looking forward to that one as well. To go, to go, sit in and listen to those. I think it's five. Do their thing. I know, and they're all so amazing. So it's going to be really, really exciting to see what they all, what they're reading, and you know who they're working on currently and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of reading, what are you reading these days? What am I not reading these days? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> I know. Well, mostly, actually, I am. I have been reading mostly MM romance recently. Um, I also do a lot of mysteries and suspense, but I haven't. Not in the last few weeks, it's all been MM romance. Um, I just did an arc for Brandon Witt. I have to post about it today. Uh, and I've been reading. Um, I just read Devin McCormick and Riley Hart's latest book, which was fantastic. Um, I just downloaded MA Churches. She has a new one out at Dream Spinner that's about dragons. <laughs> Uh, so I, I really go all over the map in terms of where in the MM romance I fall, you know, in terms of my re- reading taste. I like BDSM. I like it all pretty much, you know. There's not very much within the romance that I don't like to read. Nice. It keeps your TBR quite full, I'm sure. My TBR is just so crazy long right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you're about, you're going to help one of our listeners expand their TBR. What have you got to give away so I would definitely love to give away an ebook of my latest, The By Fairy Means Are Foul, to a reader. Fantastic. So we will put a raffle copter in the show notes and uh, let people sign up to get their own copy of that. That would be great. I'm Fantastic. Really- so what's the best way for people to keep up with you on social media? 
Facebook. I should say Twitter, but it's not true. <laughs> I'm not a big Twitter user. I'm trying. I'm trying, but I like Facebook. Um, I can, you know, Facebook is like the black hole. It's like suck, you know. And being the extrovert, oh my gosh, I have to time myself, <laughs> you know. And I always have my IM up, you know. So it's just that's easy and by far the easiest way, followed by email. Cool. We'll link to the to the Facebook as well as to the obvious things like your website and your Amazon book list and whatnot, so people can get your books and keep up. All right. That sounds great. Megan, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us, and we look forward to seeing you in Denver. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The Big Gay Fiction Podcast is thrilled to once again partner with Gay Romlet as a featured blogger. You can see all the participating blogs and the full GRL blog tour schedule at gayromlet.com slash 2017 blog tour. Gay Romlet is an annual retreat that brings together the people who create and celebrate LGBT romance for a one-of-a-kind must-attend gathering of dynamic, informal, and diverse fun. Each year, the retreat travels to a new city and hosts tons of events from raucous parties to mellow tete-a-tetes while still maintaining a spirit of familiarity. GRL is the place to connect with old friends, find family you didn't know you had, and meet with both newly published and established authors in the gay romance genre. This year's retreat is set for October 19 through 22 in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Marriott Tech Center. For more information or to register, please visit gayromlet.com. Thanks again to Megan for hanging out with us for a few minutes. Uh, make sure to check the show notes page for the Rafflecopter so you can register to get an ebook of By Fairy Means or Foul, which is Megan's latest book. Sounds good. Yeah, I think that'll do it for this week, too. Yeah. Coming up in episode 106, we will have A.E. Vi. She will be here as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour, and Brandilyn is joining us once again. She's got some book recommendations. Yes, indeed. And also, you and I are going to be talking at length about what we're going to be doing GRL, what people can be expect when they show up in Denver. It's all going to be good. Lots of good information. Yeah. yeah. Jam-packed. <laughs> Jam-packed episode. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, everyone, please keep reading. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.